What is up, everybody? Modern shotgun designs require modern shot shell solutions, or maybe the other way around. Either way, Ryan and I, Ryan Muckenhern, you're Ryan Muckenhern, and I have 10 minutes to talk about Tungsten Supershot. Can I back up a little bit? Mark, that was the best intro I've ever heard on You like that one, huh? That was incredible. Well, thank you. Now we're down to 9 minutes, 30 seconds. I mean... But you know what? I don't care. I'll let you compliment me all day long. I don't care. Ryan, this stuff has been around for a while. I guess we're talking, if you're watching on YouTube... We've got a modern turkey-dedicated Benelli autoloader in front of us. It's got a spark solar on top of it. And again, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the shot shells. These ones happen to be federal TSS loads, uh, three-inch number nines going out at about 1,200 feet per second, as the box notes. Um, these things, they, uh, they pack a wallop, and they do so at distance. But if, if people were listening, they heard me say number nine shot. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That sounds small. This is why I was so skeptical at first. We talked about this ahead of the podcast. I was not a believer. And you are? A believer. I'm a big believer. Yeah. We even made a song up. I'm not going to sing it. But um, so let's just jump into what TSS is. This is an acronym, Tungsten Super Shot. So uh, tungsten is a metal. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a very dense metal, and it's used in a lot of different applications. And it turns out if you make it into tiny little spheres and you put multiple hundreds of them inside of a shot shell it makes probably the most lethal shot payload in existence um and it does so via two well really one mean two means weight or density per cc and then the amount of pellets that you can pack into an equivalent amount of space exactly and so last year uh, a little bit later than this time now you guys did a deep dive into patterning a shotgun um with different loads and we were doing a, like a, a recoil comparison an effectiveness comparison um and it was a huge contrast it was 12 gauge versus 410 mm-hmm. and like this is a crazy talking point we were talking about hunting turkeys with a 410 and which in a lot of states not even legal correct and so i think that's it, changing it's changing yeah. the, the landscape of that is changing because of these Effect, modern four, yes. 410 tss loads yeah and um so when we look at at tungsten super shot and its density this is again measured in grams per cc it's like 18 grams per cc versus leads like what 11 and a half 12 i think something like yeah so it's just a much denser pellet and because it's denser you can get away with a smaller diameter shot which is going to boost penetrating capability without giving up a whole heck of a lot of retained energy downway downrange and if you do the balance right like to a degree, a smaller pellet, albeit you know like a nine versus a five or a nine versus a four, is actually going to carry more energy downrange, coupled with better penetration, and you get hundreds more. I was going to say, and just yeah, the sheer hundreds more quantity. So yeah. I've got a I've got a note here, and it's saying that the number nine shot is more lethal than five than number five shot lead. Yeah. Right. Which I when I when I started turkey hunting, number five shot lead was kind of like. The king of it's kings, a 44 right? magnum of turkey loads. Right. It was, you know, that was, I don't know, 20-some years ago, right? Yeah. Something like that. So, obviously, times has changed. Now, I'm not going to say that lead's ineffective. I've killed a lot of birds at some decent distances with lead fives and lead sixes, so I'm not trying to uh, diminish no. the effectiveness, you know? we If you've turkey hunted, you probably killed a lot of birds with good old lead shot, and it's still performing famously. Yeah. There are just options 
on the table commercial options that are available that can increase your overall effectiveness. Yeah, yeah. And, and point blank, they're a better solution. You you start looking at the detractors aside from cost. That's the only one I'm aware of. And it's a doozy. They're very expensive. I think you're looking at probably oftentimes about, and I guess I'll speak in terms of 12-gauge. I, I feel like that's what's most commonly being used yeah. for turkeys, even still today. Like 10 11 bucks a shot? It is expensive. However, um, I look at it this way. This is not the same kind of target presentation that we would encounter with aerial targets, right? So I can make a case for a shooter going out and getting a ton of trigger time on a, a sporting gun or a bird gun, um, you know, on the clays range. With these rigs, we're, we're treating them almost like a rifle, I guess, with respect to like how we would shoot them, the distances we would shoot them. We're in fixed positions. We're generally not shooting flying targets. Ideally, um, and I'd say most often, you're shooting once. Yep. You know, things can get a little Western out there. Yep. But, you know... Um, uh, a clever trick, and this kind of ties into the use of modern optics on shotguns, specifically for turkey hunting, is using inexpensive trap loads for zeroing the gun, figuring out how you hold it, manipulate it, uh, and kind of learning how the dot works, and then switching to the you know the the big stuff when you're when you're getting your final pattern all dialed in and and roughing it in, so you don't have to chew up a whole bunch of these. Right, you're kind of you do your final final yeah. tuning with the actual loads that you're going to be hunting. Correct. With. Um, so you can get a lot of the same practice, if you will call it that, with the inexpensive stuff. Swi- switch over to the TSS stuff, you know, finalize that pattern, that point of impact, point of aim, and then go out and hunt birds. Um, what I think is especially cool about TSS, aside from having hundreds of more pellets in your swarm, um, which is, you know, <laughs> increasing your hit probability by by large, large exponents, um, is going down in gauge and still retaining effectiveness. So when I started turkey hunting, I think I was 12, my dad gave me a Mossberg 835 Ultimag with like a two ounce, three and a half inch 12 gauge load, because that was convention at the time stated you, that's, you, you had to use the howitzer to kill the bird. Yep. And I was shooting on a, a snowmobile trailer. I remember this very well. Naturally. And like it leveled me. It's very impressive recoil. You don't have to do this anymore. Um, these shot payloads are still hefty. I mean, they're still they're still pretty porky. Like this is a three inch, ounce and three quarter. So recoil is still present, but the velocities are lower because you don't need the screaming fast stuff. And then you can go into sub gauges, 20, 28, 410. Uh, a couple of years ago, I reached out to Hal at TSS, TungstenSuperShot.com. And we got talking about shot shells and load data. And, you know, what, where a shooter should find him or herself focusing on here. And he was pretty, it was pretty apparent right away. He was into the sub gauges. 410's pretty small, pretty light, still effective, but 28 and 20 were really the, the golden child or golden children of this whole conversation. He thought that those two were the best balance between like pattern density, pellet count, and then like effectiveness in cost and, and recoil management and all that kind of stuff. And, and he, he really lit a fire under me about TSS. Now, I shot non-talk shot, so not lead, not steel, but like what we would consider conventional non-talk shot for waterfowl for years. Um, and what it taught me is that a, a better pellet than steel is better any way you can go. Lead was pretty hard to beat, and then like heavy shot came out, and 
put a number on lead, right? Like mm-hmm. really kind of give it a wallop. So I was shooting non-tox, like alloy shot uh, for waterfowl for many years and then switched over to turkey loads. Um, and But I was still Not for waterfowl. N- no. Yeah. But turkey loads for non-tox turkey loads. I switched over to a two and three quarter inch number five heavy shot. And like I hung my hat on that for like the better part of a decade. Oh, yeah. It was wildly effective. And then I see this stuff kind of really hit the scene, and I see these super small shot numbers. I'm like, there's no way I'm getting behind that. And I completely ignored the physics behind it. When you look at the numbers, it's really staggering. Well, yeah, it is, especially when you look at the pellet count. And and at first, I think I was like just being resistant to be resistant uh, because I'm like, there's no way I'm shooting nine shot at a turkey. I mean, they're like one step below Tyrannosaurus rex on the modern landscape. Um, nines aren't going to do it. But again, I ignore the physics. We're talking about 18 grams per cc density, so mm-hmm. spectacularly dense. We are talking equivalent, you know, stopping power is a number five pellet, thereabouts. Um, why wouldn't you? Like better penetration, more pellets, equivalent power per pellet. Like the per pellet energy was definitely there. Yep. I mean, looking at, and we're already talking like, oh yeah, lead is still effective, but you're looking at a density here, right? Which is a big component of why these smaller shot sizes can be so yep. effective when when you're using them you know or when they're when they're tss tungsten super shot 56 percent more dense than lead yeah more than half it's wild it, it's unbelievable yep. so yeah you, you transition to like a seven or nine shot or something like that man you are in, the, in some serious business and i know going back to the uh you know, the 410 yeah. or, or, or even the 20 or something like that. If you're um, maybe a newer hunter, yeah. maybe a smaller statured hunter, maybe yeah. maybe you're, you're a youth getting into hunting, dude, a three-inch turkey load, that's, you know, that packs a little wall up. Oh, it's approaching know. like center fire magnum cartridge recoil levels. Right. So now you're able to, number one, just make the experience more pleasurable. Yeah. You're not getting, they're not getting beat up. They're not getting scared of the gun. Yeah. Uh, they're probably going to, you know, as they practice, practice better, shoot better, you know, they're not, you know, they're not going to develop a flinch, be, yep. you know, hopefully not because of, you know, just getting hammered by that, that Magnum Turkey load. Yep. Um, a lot of advantages there. Like I think about that now as, as I have two young girls, you know, fingers crossed, they, you know, want to hunt with me. Uh, but when we start, I'm, I'm, I'll probably Go with a 410 and, yep. and one of these TSS loads. Yep, and you don't have to be super apprehensive about doing it. Right. Because it is effective. Um, I mean, period. You know, so I've got a I've got a little Benelli M220 gauge. It's like mm-hmm. five, maybe like 5.5, 5.7 pounds. I mean, it's trim, super light. Mm-hmm. And that's another advantage to TSS and like what it'll do to a, a sub gauge like that in, in terms of like increasing its efficacy and lethality. Now I have this gun that's like two pounds lighter than my 12 gauge. Oh, mm-hmm. way more nimble, way more handy, fun to carry. Uh, I'm super excited about it. Like I'm riveted to bring that out. Turkey hunting. I've never killed a Turkey with a 20 gauge. Me either. And now I'm really excited to, um, because it is going to be lighter, lighter recoiling and, and more effective than the 12 gauge loads that I've been shooting for the past, however many years. It's just so it's so interesting to watch, I guess, that uh, that evolution yeah. of like you think of like early turkey days, you know, like we're talking about a little bit like, oh man, you need a you need a ten gauge. You need yep. a, you need twelve gauge with you know, three and a halves. And now we're like, Oh, you could certainly get by with a four ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, like I think there's some some balance to be struck there, I guess, for 
like the, the not the masses, but like you know, like your how people are going to most commonly turkey hunt. Sure. I guess you know, and I th- I think that probably does fall in that ten or that twelve, you know, twenty range oh, as yeah. far as gauge. But I mean, like I wouldn't um, tell somebody, you know, what if you've got a twelve gauge, you've been hunting with turkeys with it hanging up because it's no good anymore. That's not the case, right? Um, I mean, if anything, when you look at it, having a TSS load and a 12 gauge is just like doubling down on your effectiveness. Um, you, you know, is is it excessive? Maybe. I don't know. Can you really kill a turkey too, Dad? I do not think so. No. So uh, if you've got a 12 gauge, use it, right? Pick up some TSS and give it a whirl. One thing that floored me, and I, I've become somewhat obsessed with it over the years, especially when I was shooting, um, you know, other types of non-toxic shot was pattern, like performance. And what we've been seeing with TSS loads of really any kind, whether they're hand loaded or whether they're factory bought or whatever, is that they their patterns are phenomenal. I mean, just exquisite. Well, not not only is it more dense, it, it's a harder metal. Yeah. Less prone to deformity. Yep. So is that what's giving it, I guess, more of that consistent shot pattern? I think partly, and a lot of it is wad technology too. So like these are very, very like purpose-built turkey loads. Yes. And so they I was reading about that. They've really honed this in. And then now the load data that's out there and and if you go to like tungstensupershot.com and and get a chance to chat with with um, Hal over there, they've figured out what wads work really well with whatever gauge you're shooting, whatever shot size you're shooting. Uh, and the patterns are nuts. They're just mm-hmm. simply nuts. Um, they've even gotten so good at this now that they're they're really narrowing your choke tube choices down. Because before it was kind of the Wild West. It's like you had this massive smattering of choke tubes that you had to pick to help optimize the shot. Because if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't restricted enough, now we don't have this great pattern. Sure, you've got denser pellets and you've got this high performance stuff. But if your pattern was kind of junky, like it didn't really do any good. And if you over choked, then you blew your pattern and then you had bigger problems. Um, now the science has gotten to the point where like this combination, this combination, this combination results in like 50 yard ethical, fantastic, you know, beehives mm-hmm. of number nine shot flying out. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool. It's super cool. Um, I, I think you point out a good thing and I mean, it's just good practice to pattern your shotgun, right? Oh yeah. But definitely do that. Yeah. Definitely do that because you might find personal story yeah uh, my father went to some TSS yeah which worked famously for me and then that load didn't pattern well out of a shotgun at all yeah and then he went to just a slightly different one and it was you know lights out yeah let's kill let's kill some turkeys. Oh, there's still a ton of you know individuality in the gun like the whole ammunition shotgun choke tube system like everyone's gonna be different uh, but now, like, folks have, have honed in on this. Like I said, you go on some of these forums where these guys are talking about this stuff, and, and there's a great chance that somebody's tried the combination that you have in your safe right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, this choke, this shell, this load, mm-hmm. good to go. Yeah, it's interesting. To me, you know, I guess I started using lead alternatives, I don't know, a long time, maybe almost 20 years ago. You know, yeah. We've talked about it before on the podcast. I was using that, uh, you know, original Remington Heavy Shot with the, cool green shell the semi-translucent ones you can see the pellets in there uh no uh-uh i don't think i'll bring I, them in i might be off the i know when i um like shake them kind of the uh oh, the, the, the buffer bu- comes the, out. the buffer comes yeah. out a little bit hasn't seemed to affect performance because i've laid a lot of birds down i have very few of them left so now i've kind of like gone away from using them i'm like oh these are like collector's items but 
Anyway, extremely effective. Yeah. And then, again, you know, even as the evolution goes, you know, going into these. And I, I think one thing to uh, an analogy, you know, we're talking about these incredibly dense things. And I guess think of, like, how f- if I threw a baseball at you. Please don't. Versus a wiffle ball. How far away could I hit you with the baseball? Further than with the wiffle ball, right? And how is that going to feel when it hits you? Hurts. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Versus the wiffle ball. So I think that's kind of like a good analogy. I yeah. think I read that in an article as well. I was like, that makes a lot of sense, right? Yep. That's uh, going to go farther. It's going to hit harder, and that's exactly what this TSS loads are are doing. And, yeah. And I like 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 we always talk about. You you want to be. We're always looking for an edge. Yep. You know, be more effective, be more ethical, cleaner kills. This is one way you can uh, head towards that mission. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm waiting to see the waterfowl world catch on to it. Like, there's load data out there for waterfowl. You can buy tungsten waterfowl loads, but with TSS specifically, it's pretty infrequent. I think it's volume of shooting, right? And then we're wing shooting, so there's an element of did I lead that properly and miss. And it's an expensive miss. But can you imagine shooting late-season divers? screaming across the deeks in a, you know a ball of birds and you're shooting a swarm of nines and they're fatal at 40 yards like it'd be a uh i think at least in my mind it's almost like a, an ex- expensive s- experiment i'm hesitant to try because you're like oh i get 25 of these <laughs> you know yeah. but also like if you're only shooting once versus three times yep. hopefully yep. right and, um, and i saw the same thing when i switched from budget box steel shot mm-hmm. to non-tox and part of it was i became a better wing shooter the other part of it was i was hitting birds and they were just dead in the air right and then tss has taken that to another level yet mm-hmm. um so it, it, i mean i hope somebody out there is going to give this a whirl i want to see a big old row of green heads late season or cold water diver hunts with tss i think i, I was reading an article about folks that had transitioned to you know, yeah. TSS for waterfowl. And, and again, definitely, you know, I think it was still about four bucks a shot, you know, but I don't know. I'd have to try it for myself to make a final uh, determination there as far as like where the value lies. But, you know, there's a lot of value in not, you know, leaving cripples out there yeah. as well. Yeah. I know I lost my train of thought there a little bit. Uh, it has been known to happen. It's yeah. happened before, Ryan. But when I was talking about, I guess when I started using you know, those Remington heavy shots and, and to me like the, you know, even just the last few years with, you know, you know, like these federal TSS and other TSS commercial options, like you're like, Oh, it's new. It seems new. It's old. It's old. I mean, guys, folks, reloaders have been doing this for years. It's almost like this was like wildcatted and then boom, commercial stuff, you know, caught on and here we are and you can go buy it at your local sports shop. Yeah. I think the shot technology was always sound. It was the wad, the buffer, the crimp style, all the other things that go into making a shot shell super effective and consistent. So, like, even even with this federal loading, you'll notice there's not a star crimp over the top. It's a roll crimp. And then they've got a plastic yeah. overshot wad or overshot card on it. Right. Like, buffer's not coming out. Right, It's yeah. environmentally sealed. And this is the kind of crimp that you see on high-performance shotgun slugs and mm-hmm. how they dictate accuracy. And this, this crimp is significant, and the way that they're using that overshot card on there, that plastic card, is significant. The buffer that's in there is significant. And I think it was it was like probably maybe not 20 years, but 
you know, a decade, decade and a half of waiting for the rest of the shot shell technology to catch up to what the shot was capable of and then be available commercially. Because undoubtedly, you know, 20 years ago, and I think tungsten has been on the scene as long as I've been cognizant of shot shells um, in some form or iteration, people have figured it out. And it's been wildly effective. I think now it's just commercially wildly effective. Ryan, the bottom line, this stuff is super effective. For And for those folks listening out there, as you head into the turkey woods this spring, consider getting some TSS. In fact, I, I encourage you to try some TSS. Get it all patterned up. Get it ready for the turkey woods. Add a red dot to your kit. Mm. And overall, be more effective yep. and bring more birds to bag. Yep, I like it. I like it. Turkey, Good. turkey schnitzel. Turkey schnitzel. Good luck out, Good luck out there, everybody. Bye. Bye.